How did she get rehired? <laughs> She's got a good lawyer. Damn it. Even the dog's got a good lawyer. And yeah. We ain't got shit. Good thing we're not trying to monetize on YouTube because that was a quick swear. Fuck. <laughs> yes. I love us. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Cracker Classics. Yay. The podcast where a couple of white guys watch old movies and thank our lucky stars. We live in a time that's not quite as bad as these movies were made in. We have to have some reason to be thankful for living in the time we live in. So why not just do it retrospectively? <laughs> yep. This is going to be one of those movies that I don't know, maybe we'll regret. Oh, God, and I'm going to regret it. I want to have lived in the mid-60s. I don't I, know. I, I'm hoping to regret this in the best possible way. <laughs> it looks amazing. This was not what we intended to watch. No, we were going to watch Beach Blanket Bingo, but... <laughs> but in our search, we came up with how to stuff a wild bikini. First of all, can't resist that title. Right. Second of all... The thumbnail is a couple of guys in bowler hats. One of them being Mickey Rooney. Yes. And then a little digging. Which is strike against, honestly. But A little digging reveals that we get Buster Keaton as a witch doctor. Yep. And it is a beach party movie. So we have Frankie Avalon in here for a little bit. And Annette Funicello. So on theme. Mm-hmm. But absolutely irresistible. Yeah, we just kind of have to. <laughs> I love these serendipitous movies. Mm -hmm. All that's missing from this is Vincent Price. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we get Buster Keaton instead, so. The little blurb said that a man is in Tahiti with the Naval Reserve and gets a witch doctor to watch over his girlfriend. Hide to, her from the peeping eyes of other men. To make sure that she is not being... Ugh. Tempted by other men. God, this is going to be so bad. Yep. This is like under the yum yum tree, but <laughs> in Tahiti. <laughs> With bowler hats, apparently. Ugh. Yay. Mm hmm. I don't know. I have no idea, and um, I'm so excited. The other beach party movie we watched, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. <laughs> Beautiful. Was worth it in a way. <laughs> um, I, I imagine it's something very similar. Yes. <laughs> Silly and kind of cringy. Absolutely delightful and utterly irredeemable. At the same time, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ah, yes. My only hope in here is for some skin. Well, it's a beach movie. There will be skin. So hopefully, yes. I mean, there wasn't a ton of the skin that I wanted to see in Dr. Goldfoot. Well, that's because it was, all, it was a bikini machine. It was machine. all bikinis, yeah. It was not a Speedo machine. Unfortunately. <laughs> that came in the 70s. <laughs> uh, a lot of people came in the 70s. Uh, well, yeah, that's... Height of the porn industry. Mm -hmm. That's why the 80s were what they were. <laughs> uh, Yay. See, I'm just hoping for a little bit of reverse objectification. In theory, this movie was supposed to be an ogle fest for the men, as there's girls in bikinis running all over the place and things bouncing and whatnot. But hopefully there's male nipples and... Well, most likely. Yeah. 
Probably trunks, though. No speedos. Well, no, that's fine. I don't, personally, I prefer like the loose, clingy, like leave something to the imagination, mm-hmm. but in a very revealing fashion. That's why I love scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little TMI, but you know. I like... do enjoy board shorts. I don't know why. <laughs> But it is sort of that leaving something to the imagination. While revealing just what I wanted to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then if I want to see more, you know, shorts can always come off. <laughs> Not that we're going to see anything like that in Oh, there. no. This is still, this is still Hayes Code, isn't it? 1965, so no. No. What? It was like 1960 when the Hayes Code was finally laid to rest. Because it was ignored for several <laughs> years, and they were finally like, fuck it. Yeah, look it up. Da, 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 da. The film industry followed the guidelines set by the code well into the late 50s. Okay, so yeah, we're post-code. Mm. Uh, it was, okay, the code was not officially replaced until 1968 with the advent of the MPAA rating system. Oh, yeah. Um, there was sort of a lawless period, but it wasn't all that lawless. Yeah, it was like it was still there, but it wasn't strictly enforced. Mm-hmm. And foreign films were starting to enter the market, and oh, TV yeah. was doing its thing, which total, which continued to weaken the power the Hayes Code had over the entertainment industry. Yeah. And, and there was that period yeah. of let's see what we can get away with, but it wasn't too blatant. Like under the yum yum tree, you know, <laughs> Hayes Code wouldn't have had that movie be made. They're like, let's do this. Let's see what we can do with it. Let's try. Regrets come later. <laughs> oh yes, yes they did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> post nut clarity. <laughs> oh well, shall we get to it? Yes, let's go get our bikini on and shake about and fill up the wild one. Oh, my. We will be back for our intermission impressions and tan lines. A full bikini? Maybe. We gotta stuff it first. Catch it, because it's wild, and then stuff it. (laughs) And then we'll have a full one. Excellent. Uh, It's a little less fun than I hoped. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure where the fun is. Allegedly at the beach? (laughs) Allegedly. But then we get to the beach, and it's just a squawking pelican, and Dwayne Hickman in awful shorts, and... uh, And Dee Dee reading a book, fully clothed, on the beach. Because he's the good girl. Because Frankie Avalon knows how to pick him, unless he's out on tour. (laughs) I feel uh, like we need to start at the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. was already like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what it's been. Well, we had our opening credits, which was basically Gumby uh, um, um, But it acid. started with a lovely shit. Like, the first yeah. lump of clay yeah. was it, a shit. It coiled and then <laughs> it, it, was, it went from there. Yeah. 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 Various um, shapes and... So it's been shit from the word go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we get to Tahiti and Frankie Avalon with his side piece. Yes. We'll call her that. Does she have a name? Probably. I don't recall what I don't mentioned, think we've heard though. it. Okay. But I assume that she has a name. His island mistress. Do. Yeah. Whatever we want to call her. 
It doesn't really matter. Panky gets so concerned about Dee Dee being unfaithful back home. As he's being unfaithful in Tahiti. But not after being convinced about it by his island mistress. Yeah, because yeah. what did he say? Oh, she wouldn't be unfaithful because she's a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. She is a good little girl, and she will only be unfaithful if she is tempted by the evils that men do. Because she is not a individual person with her own agency and a mind of her own. No, no. So I have to go to Buster Keaton, who's playing a Tahitian witch doctor. Oh, God, it's so bad. Imagine Blana. what you think. Oh, man, and he's doing this terrible racist Native American caricature mm-hmm. that just, oh, my God, it's bad. At least there's no makeup. Yes. That's He's not in brown face. One plus. He's just an old haggard. <laughs> the only good thing Keaton going in for In a grass him. skirt. Because he's also, like, obsessed with drinking and... Yeah, yeah there's that too. Yeah. <sighs> My. At least he's got his normal hat. <laughs> true. That's very true. But he concocts a wild bikini to show up on the beach of California. And a pelican to watch Annette Funicello's every move. Yeah, yeah. and But not from afar. No, like, the pelican is right next to her mm-hmm. the whole goddamn time. Eating out of her chicken bucket. <laughs> it's amazing. <sighs> it's a well-trained pelican. Uh, yeah, it must be, yeah. Meanwhile, there's songs. <laughs> there's a lot of there songs. There is a poignant reminder that not every song is... Is a hit. <laughs> <laughs> is any song in here a hit? No. Good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they actually were or not. But if they were, they should not have been. Um, mm. They may have been at this time in the mid '60s because that was the thing. There's always this, terrible music that hits. Yes, this style was very popular at the time. It's it's but very this bouncy. Is... Bad for the style. It's oh, just... Yeah. What was ugh. that line? Any girl will do, so long as she's a 36, 22, 36. Yeah. That was like the chorus of that song. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for Violent Femmes. 36, 24, 36 is a banger. Fair enough. But they weren't a bunch of... No, it was Hollow <laughs> shirtless beach bums. <laughs> Fawning over this ginger who materialized before their very eyes. Actually, no. No, first we had the animated bikini just floating there. And they were obsessed with that. Yeah. And that, that then it's the whole song about how do you fill a wild that, bikini. Yeah, how are we stuffing this how wild we... bikini? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there she was. <sighs> I guess that was sort of refreshing. They were attracted to the clothing first and then the woman. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I just... I, oh, wow. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah. All of the beach characters here are, you know, they're pretty, but that's all there is to them. One of them's really, not, not, really not, dumb. Not true. Some of them are foreign. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> we, we have one Brit, one Italian, and one German. All of whom are neither of what they say they are. Um, maybe, like, in their ancestry, but they're likely American with terrible accents. And they look like how a 60s producer would think a German yes. woman 
And an Italian girl would look, yeah. And a British girl, and that they're, yeah. And and there is the girl from Georgia. Georgia. But her accent is more Carolinan. I was about to say you could pinpoint it to a specific location. It's kind of all over the place. If it's anything, Carolinan. Okay. I would go, well... No, because there's a bit of... No, okay, no, you're right. It's, it's maybe the first few words, and then we sort of went to Florida, and then it was generic Tennessee. generic and... Southern that doesn't really fit anywhere. Yep. <laughs> yes. It sounds vaguely Southern, but not Southern at all. <laughs> the real mistake was saying where she was from, period. If yeah. she was just, just Southern, from fine. From the South, sure. I'd believe it. I can. I don't know if I'd believe it, but I can live <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> I can live with it. Don't Say Georgia. No, it is not Georgian at all. <laughs> Despite the references to peaches. Because, yes, Mickey Rooney's character is Peachy Keen. So lovely. He's in here a little too much for my taste. Um, a little <laughs> too much. Um, well, yeah, him showing up at all is a red flag, but he's like the main character. Yeah. The ad guy who wants the redhead in the wild bikini to be in an ad campaign for motorcycles. Now we're bridging the gap of trends. It's a yes, beach movie with, with motorcycles. motorcycles. And um, why am I blanking the name? Harvey Lembeck. Harvey Lembeck. Is the leader of the motorcycle gang. Who is the all-American boy next door? Red-blooded, red-blooded American. teenager at forty-two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I, I I wanted to be in the room of the focus group that decided that. I mean, I'm all for a biker gang. Um, yep. All for Harvey Lembeck in a biker gang. True. Absolutely. Please. But Thank in you. a beach movie that has, you know, sexual innuendo and stuff, wouldn't you want, like, Not a Harvey more... Lembeck? Yeah, someone more, <laughs> like, Brando-like. Get, like, an actual wild one, not a formerly wild one. Because <laughs> no one in that biker gang is attractive. The blonde. Well, kind of. She's not bad. She does not look right in biker gear, but... Yeah, that's my issue. You know, in that outfit, there is a sex appeal. Leather, all oh, of that. Oh, there, there can be. There, exactly, there can not be. Not in this movie. <laughs> At all. Somehow, <laughs> that's just not a factor here, so... Sh- should, should we mention the gigantic rainbow scarf that uh, Harvey, yeah, Harvey Lembeck pulls from his pocket in the opening scene? Which I don't get. <laughs> it's just... Yes, he's also enamored with the wild bikini chick. Of course. And I guess since they're not the best looking, they're the villains. Is that what we're led to believe? I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, honestly. In my opinion, Mickey Rooney's a villain in here because he's an ad man. Oh, yeah. The the portrayal of ad men is pretty solid. It's um, one guy in charge of everything, surrounded by yes-men. Peachy Keen is his number one yes-man, who is plotting an eventual takeover. And when they get the girl in the room to sign up for the campaign, put the contract in front of her and say, no rating, just sign it. Yep. That's Admen. Yay. Apt. But at least uh, Cassandra, our bikini, wild bikini model. Our wild bikini stuffer? 
she was not concocted properly. <laughs> because, of course, this is all a witch oh, doctor yes. brew that created this woman. Conjured her out of thin air. Mm-hmm. But he used the wrong animal blood. <laughs> so instead of being graceful, she's just incompetent around men. And love has ruined her. Because she's fallen in love with the other admin that's following around Peachy Keen. But of course, because she's like totally into him and lets him know that she's totally into him, he could give a shit less because he wants the impossible. He wants the chase. He wants the girl who ain't going to give it up. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's chasing Annette Funicello. Yeah. And... Which, I mean, honestly, the two of them, it kind of works... I mean, I hate the whole dynamics of the chase uh, and all yeah, that. Blah, 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 yes. blah. But when you just see them there sitting on the beach, hanging out. No, no. It, it, it kind of works. Not disagreeing with that. What I am disagreeing with is the very concept that she straight up tells him, I've got a fella. Yeah. I'm not interested. And he is like, I'm going to chase you anyway. And then she's like, well, good, because I wouldn't think much of you if you didn't. Mm-hmm. There was that. It's... um. Not saying this was an ideal Gross. situation, <laughs> but if you just walked in in the middle of this movie without all of that set up and just saw them on the beach together, you'd go, "Oh, what a nice couple!" It, you know, it, it works. Yes, it's not supposed to work. Uh, There's issues here. Are there? Because I don't know what's coming. Is he gonna like? Is Dee Dee gonna turn out to be the if you're not with the one you love, love the one you're with kind of girl? Is she gonna end up there because? Adman is so persistent and manly and persuasive and... Is he all that manly? It's because he's you persistent. Would know, I like, my definition of manly is... Uh, well, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> we're not going to get into that here. That's uh, a big can of worms. Stereotypically manly? I, not really. Uh, sort of. He's got the attitude. He has the attitude in the same way Mickey Rooney has the attitude. (laughs) No, disagree with that. Mickey Rooney is... Mickey Rooney is the try-hard version. He's actually got the confidence and it feels legit and Mm. very patriarchal with somehow not being misogynistic, which is weird. Yeah. But it kind of works. He does have a charm to him, yes. But heavily patriarchal. Yes. Yet somehow not misogynistic, which is just like very. Mm, it's in there though. It's. I mean, it can't take not no for be, an answer. But it's not. It, it's not in the way that like he thinks of women as lesser. He just thinks of them as something to chase, which is a little different. Mm, okay. I mean, he is the guy who's supposed to be the the motorcycle model along with Cassandra. So is it him just playing the part since he's on the beach? really don't know. Or? I don't think the writers put that much thought into it. (laughs) This is true. This is very much one of those scenarios where you're learning a lot more about the writers than you are about human nature. True. And these are some dumb writers. And and the fact that we're analyzing the writing this much is giving (laughs) way too much credit to the writers. Because, of course, there were two writers. Because yes. a movie like this, you needed two oh, hands you of a need brain. a committee. <laughs> this, this movie could only be written by committee. <laughs> Old 50-year-plus white man committee. No, this no, is no. what the kid's like. The 42-year-old teenager. 
by That's her teenager. That's who wrote this movie. <laughs> Couple of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm at least having fun. It's so stupid. That's one way to put it, I but... guess. <laughs> I'm enjoying making fun of this. Yes. You know, sometimes we see a really stupid movie and I just hate it and I don't have a good time. Yes. This is crap, but I'm at least having fun pointing out all of the crap in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. There is value in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know what happens <laughs> um, i think we're going to have another witch doctor gaff and buana's gonna screw something up yeah. and make things even more interesting um that's really all i have on that thought i don't I know what the fuck's gonna got happen. absolutely nothing there is no predicting this movie at all <laughs> and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing uh, it's not good definitely not good it's at least not bad either, because it means we're not entirely formulaic. But sometimes n- these crap movies are, well, you already know how it ends, because I've, pretty much, I've seen it already. Here, I don't know. Like, it's it's not predictable in the, or it's not unpredictable in the, oh gosh, what's going to happen next kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's unpredictable in the, what the fuck are they going to do next yeah, kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> like, not how does... What? <laughs> like unpredictable good and unpredictable bad. This is unpredictable bad. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to much of anything. Anything could happen. And um, probably will. Yes. Um this uh, could have like a Marx Brothers ending of just descent into chaos and Absolute yeah. and utter chaos. Aliens descend from the sky and declare Annette Funicello the queen of motorbikes and she takes over the ad campaign and what's his name big deal falls off a cliff and and lands in the wild bikini yes and and then floats across the ocean and starts making out with buana like it's entirely (laughs) possible there's nothing to lead me to believe that couldn't happen the mental image in my head Just beating in a bikini, making it up with Buster Keaton. Yep. Yeah, in a grass skirt. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, that's not going away. Shit. No, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, shall we finish this off? Yeah, let's get this over with. Uh, we, we will be back with our curtain call, and I don't fucking know. <laughs> no um, fucking clue. More leopard print, probably. <laughs> Almost certainly. So the moral of the story, the military destroys stable young relationships? Uh, Young relationships are rarely stable. Touche. I retract my statement. Um, Just the letters home where he totally was like, oh yeah, I think they got rid of all the women when the military uh came in. Then he writes to his buddy, I have four chicks and I'm only going to tell you what three of them do because the fourth (laughs) one is... "Mm." No, uh, gee, ah, God. And upon that, that she's like, fuck it, I'm going to fuck Dwayne Hickman. Yep. Which didn't happen. We didn't no. see that. Because in the end, everyone's a really good young person. 
Yeah. There may be some necking on the beach, but that's all that there is. Everyone's really good. Yeah. Saving it for marriage. Except you're not the marrying type, Dwayne Hickman. So go off to your wild bikini girl. Who vanishes right before things happen. Poof! Which is fair, I guess. I don't freaking know. It's... Is anything in this movie fair? No. Do we want to bring in the discussion of fairness into a movie like that? I'm kind Why of me? fairness in general, but... Why me all the oh, time? Oh, God. <laughs> You seem to think there's a redeeming quality to this movie, though. What? Well, yeah, because anytime Elizabeth Montgomery pops up, it's a it's a wonderful thing. That was a nice, pleasant surprise at the very end. Yeah, Buana's daughter is the witch's witch. Yep, <laughs> nose wiggle and everything. Ah, it was fantastic. Thank that you. That was fun. I did like Thank that. Thank you. But it's not enough. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it did disappoint me that ultimately Buster Keaton never made a cameo on Bewitched as her father. Well, he couldn't have been alive too much longer after this. Well, no, but, I mean, Bewitched was had been on the air for about a year when this movie came out. There was still time. He died in 66, and this was 65, so... Yeah, he had a, a little year. little time. And you'd think, like, with him, with her popping up in the movie, they would have, like, worked him into the show around the same time, like, six months after or something like that, you know? Mm. Filmed his cameo around the same time, and... There's too much genre crossing in this movie as it is, between wow. the bikers and the beach and the ad man, and then you throw in a witch at the end. And, yeah, it, all right, all right, fine. And I'm the sure they considered it. Bikers trying to be admin and freaking. That was weird. All oh, of a sudden, the God. biker gang cleans up their image. This is the strangest biker gang I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't look it, and then they all dressed up in suits and bowler hats, and they didn't look that either. <laughs> With hardly a protestation, too. Yeah. Like... We do what the leader does. Pretty much. He shows up in a suit. And they're all like, uh, what the fuck? No, fuck you. You're not our leader. So he starts singing and they're like, oh, all right, fine. We'll wear suits too. Yay. It's too much fucking singing. in this. <laughs> At least we had the Kingsmen. Yes. They did one song and it was very good because it's the Kingsmen. They Two know what songs. they're doing. Well, yeah, there was, I guess there was a the second they one. They did one there. song as themselves and one song with Annette Funicello. And, and that was all right because she's yeah. a decent singer. Yeah, she was just good. And the other song she sang was, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I know that with all of these movies, there's just supposed to be the titillation. Nothing happens, nothing is supposed to be inferred that anything happens, because you're all saving it for marriage. Except, of course, it's inferred that it happens. But it's inferred that it, yeah, yeah, you, you have to make an inference, because it's never... It's inferred that it happens, but that you shouldn't have it happen to you, because you're good. Yeah, only the bad people do this. Mm -hmm. The biker gangs, I, I guess. And the, what's his name, the, the other ad man... Mickey Rooney? Oh, no, the not Mickey Rooney. Dwayne Hickman? Yes, Dwayne Hickman. He, I, ooh. He was gross. I never cared for him, and then he just got grosser. Let's go back to my pad, where the bedroom's on the first floor, and I have switches that turn on music and automatically open doors. I just, oh, God. 
I don't. I just, apparently, that sort of thing was sexy in the sixties, and I. Well, just... yes, it was. We just watched <sighs> Under the Yum Yum Tree not too long ago. <laughs> That's not the only one. It's popped up in several movies mm-hmm. we've watched, and it's just. I it's don't... a trope. It was oh a thing. God! Um, it was supposed to be that suave. Look at me! I have money. Kind of thing. Yeah, I have the latest technology. Just, Automation. Yeah. Don't automate the seduction process. Mm-hmm. The chase, shall we say. Oh, God, it's so Since gross. he loves the chase. I, uh, maybe it's just... Don't get me wrong. The chase can be fun. Uh, it can be fun. The chase can be fun when it's a game that is like a mutual thing. The issue I have is so often because of the idea of the chase, it turns into convincing someone who's not interested that they are. Oh, yeah, that's not what I mean. Uh, And that's... The chase without expectation. (laughs) That there's a sense of enjoyment in the chase, yes. But, like, if only one person is chasing and the other person has no interest in being chased. That's a problem, yes. And by glamorizing the idea of the chase, you give license for that. But chase can be fun. It's mutual. Yes, absolutely. That is a a lost art in the uh, hookup culture that we have these days. Yeah. It's hard to do a chase on Tinder. Yeah. So I'm told. I know. I wouldn't know. No. Apparently, hey, is effective, so... (laughs) You up? (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did we get to that from this movie? There's a glamorizing of the chase in here? Uh, No, I think it was just that I have a personal disdain for the concept of the chase. No, that's right. That's how we got on this conversation. Sorry. That's all good. (laughs) General, don't be creepy. Because there's a bit of creep factor in this movie. Yeah. Like, every man in this movie is creepy. Well, but, yeah. Every yeah. woman in this movie is empty. And enamored by the creepy. Mm-hmm. And Ed Funicello comes the closest to not being empty. But... She's still... She's still at a quarter tank. Very one-dimensional. Yeah. I got a fella, and I'm gonna be true. But I can still, like, dance around it, because I'm not dead, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be true. Did she say, I'm faithful, I'm not dead? Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, after knowing what he's gotten up to in Tahiti, and for a moment I thought it was done, fuck him, I'm gonna go after Ricky. In the end, oh, no, I'm still gonna marry Frankie, wait for him to return, despite knowing what he has done. Yeah. I don't care if he's true, because I'm true, and that makes it okay. Or something. Yeah. That probably bugs me the most. Yeah. Like, there was this cathartic moment of, fuck you, you lied to me, all of that, and then in the end it just didn't matter. Yeah. Because the man can do what he wants. No consequence. Yeah. So long as he has Buster Keaton as a witch doctor, anything can happen. Including being magically transported back to the beach. And replacing the pelican. Yep. Uh, I'd, uh, I do regret watching this. Uh, a little bit. I had to think yeah. about it a second, but it's like, no, I, this was not worth no. it. No. <laughs> no. 
Um, yeah, even Elizabeth Montgomery couldn't save it. No. no. That was a nice ending. It was lovely. Nice little surprise reveal. It wasn't worth all the bullshit to no. get there. No. No, it wasn't. Not a good payoff. No. I do not approve. No. I almost want to say Dr. Goldfoot, the bikini machine, was better. It was. I think so. There was more... <laughs> there was more Vincent Price. There was more Vincent Price. There was more <laughs> of a poking fun humor at the whole thing. In yes. There. Here, they're still trying to take the premise seriously. Oh, God. What was the line I wrote down? Uh, when after Biker Dude changed his look to the suit or whatever, and Peachy's talking to BD, he's like, he's the perfect image now because his image is just like yours. <sighs> and that's kind of what this whole movie is, mm-hmm. is old movie execs trying to be hot young beach kids. You and know, you're like, right. Yeah. And they made a whole movie to try to prove that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's to try to prove that point or just to take the money of the hot young beach kids that they think have money that they would spend to see this terrible movie. What was the box office on this? I don't know. I didn't see that. Let me see. Have. Well, it's not really telling me how much it made. I guess that's a sign. Though the New York Times did say this was the answer to a moron's prayer. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm coming up with nothing. It made nothing. Yeah, that would be uh, my guess. Probably not, though. There was some embezzlement deal or something, and, you know, the numbers wouldn't have added up anyways. Uh, they never do. But if you want to, us to fudge our numbers, there's always a Patreon that you can give oh. us money to. and If you want to help us make money... We'll take $24 million. If you'd like to see us get adjusted for inflation, there is a <laughs> patreon.com oh slash Cracker Classics. I don't know what that would look like, but if you're curious, there's a website too, crackerclassics.com. Talk to us, crackerclassics at gmail. Let us know you're listening and tell us why you think Dwayne Hickman's a hunk or something. Ew. No, at no point was he ever. He is just not attractive. Sort of. He had that boy next door-ish thing going for him that was big at the time. I'm not saying that I would make the effort of going next door, but (laughs) he would be there and it would be okay. All right, let's put the lid on this. Yeah, I'm fucking done with this movie. Yeah. Um, We'll see you next week. Bye.